2: And welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Michael Hamflet and Andy Murray from What Culture. We're here today to look ahead to SummerSlam. It goes down at the end of this month. And Michael Hamphlet we already know that we are going to get the last ever match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, <laughs> of course. Uh, but what else would you like to see on that show?
3: Oh, just something good, please. Like, absolutely anything. Positivity. <laughs> nice, <Go ahead>. nice, cheery <laughs> <Gini> start there. <laughs> WWE are putting SummerSlam in a stadium, right? Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the second of a trifecta of Summer Stadium shows, and already it's now one of two, because they didn't really have enough in the chamber to justify the first stadium, couldn't sell enough tickets, and Money in the Bank went ahead as normal in a normal building. SummerSlam was always going to stay where it was, and it had already sold enough tickets, and it's obviously it's SummerSlam, so it's got all this prestige and all this legacy. But just because it's in the giant building, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to feel like a big show. They were doing these big stadium shows because they wanted all of WWE to feel WrestleMania-sized. Remember around WrestleMania season and then afterwards, how WrestleMania became as big a part of the branding as WWE itself. So Nick Khan thought to himself, well, how do I make other shows look like WrestleMania? Giant stadiums, big building, huge vibe, mega event. And yet, we arrive at this show off, in my opinion, the worst premium live event of 2022, even including the Royal Rumble. And... A lack of momentum, which is enhanced, of course, by some pretty major injuries and the fact that they haven't got anybody for the main event. And that's why they've got to roll back Roman and Brock yet again. And I want to hope that an awesome wrestling match is occurring at the biggest wrestling show of the summer. It doesn't feel like that's too much to ask. And WWE might have set it up with Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Mm. Um They've already been kind of like, they've encountered each other now in storylines over the past couple of weeks, and then they had the big clash at Money in the Bank where Seth was sort of partially responsible for Riddle not getting the briefcase when he had his best shot at it. Uh, And in terms of what they've done outside of each other's work, they're having, well, I can't think of too many wrestlers that are having better years Mm. in WWE in terms of consistent match quality, in terms of how over they both are with the audience at the moment. Riddle coming off that great RK Bro run, a very, very credible run at Roman Reigns, on Smackdown and Seth Rollins being the guy who effectively at this point could be a babyface. He's <laughs> that popular with his bells and whistles and the matches are of such a standard that there's only so long where you can stay heel when your matches are that good. I just think for all that Roman and Brock will be presented, like last one ever, last man standing, all this stuff, so for all it will be presented as this monolithic WrestleMania classic, like something has to stand up as worthy of the setting, worthy of the prestige, worthy of the stage. And, Good wrestling always, like remarkably, Vince McMahon always genuinely helps. The cream rises to the top, and I just feel like these are the two of the only guys at the moment that can perhaps get this show to that level. Yeah, Rollins already had a five star match
2: this year, of course, Andy, with Cody Rhodes at LNSL. Could you see him doing another one with, uh, with Riddle at SummerSlam?
4: Yeah, I mean, he's the best, he's been the best guy in WWE this year, I think, mm-hmm. um, evidenced by the sheer volume in the past few days, in particular, for some reason, of, like, people on Twitter I've seen with, like, little accumulations of Rowan's 2022 contrasting the quality of the match with... He just loses all of them. But yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think it's kind of testament to the quality of the year he's having, that he's able to lose all these things, and it doesn't really matter mm. because he's crafted such a ridiculous, outlandish, over-persona um, that it's effectively made it bulletproof. Like, this year, I mean, he's been obviously in this role for a while now but this year in particular he feels so far removed from the kind of not all that interesting babyface champion he was after defrauding brock when they put him and becky together and it didn't work and all that Mm. stuff so um i yeah i mean sure five star classic let's go why not it's (laughs) one of the biggest shows of the year um Dave Meltzer, bless him, hands out five-star ratings like candy these days. Um, so there's a strong chance it'll hit that level. Um, I would settle for a four-star pretty good match, personally. Yeah. I like, I like. that's a nice level. I like
2: they could do that in their sleep as well. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. so yeah, I mean, it, it's the most obvious great match on WWE's kind of docket at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, we're
2: assuming several rematches for this show. So Street Profits in terms of the women's division, uh, maybe Liv Morgan versus Ronda again for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And obviously the... a year on, Bianca uh, versus Becky for the Raw women's title. Mm. If that's the presumed matches, Andy, is another part of SummerSlam that we want to see, something that I keep, booking in every preview of every single premium. Since live the event. Royal Rumble, pretty much, yes. we should add. Is this the time, <laughs> in terms of things that we need at SummerSlam, is this the time for a Bailey return?
4: Yeah, I mean, it would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be awfully nice, because I have the feeling that Ronda Rousey is going to be a big old meanie to Liv Morgan uh, in the build-up or at this event itself, and I think she's going to snatch back that title as a heel by nefarious means, because WWE want to make you cry. Um, <laughs> the, the, the live moment at the... At the so I almost had pay-per-view there. I know, yeah. At the, at the recent PLE. Uh, it was very gratifying, but it does feel like the kind of thing uh, that they're going to snatch away almost immediately to try and get that heat, pal. But if you want to kind of um, make good for that, why not have baby... Re- baby? <laughs> <laughs> The Justin Bieber song when I have Bailey return Nobody puts <laughs> Bailey in the corner.
3: <laughs> what are you Bailey coming back, finally, please. Please. Bang game. I like I I'd I'd happily see like baby work for or with Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bailey is much missed. <laughs> Not just because her name sounds like a funnier word. She's like she was the, obviously the linchpin of a division that was in the bin in twenty twenty, an entire company and product that was in the bin in twenty twenty. Yeah. He's gone. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's not an angle that I can think of where I can place her? Yeah. So if nothing else, not just that she comes back as a surprise, but it's hard to read whether or not the smart money is to make her a heel and just doing what she was doing before. Mm. Whether she comes back as a babyface because she's been so missed, the pot will be huge. That's
4: what, what I was trying to say before what, I <laughs> collapsed.
3: What kind, if she is, if she does come back as a Bailey face, what kind <laughs> of Bailey face she is? Is she just a face version of the heel, the ding-dong hello heel from last year? Or do you get the inflatables? Do you get the side pony? Do you get... Everything that went along with the original NXT business. they can go back? I don't think so either. No. But I just think like they will always go with what worked in the past, and people will appreciate their what is now virtually nostalgic. You're mm. coming on like you know, sort of five or six years since you had all of that in its peak and in its prime. So it's not really knowing how you fit Bailey, and I think is the most captivating element. Mm. of This it's we're gone now from oh bring Bailey back for a dream match or for this storyline or this storyline because they've kind of. With through them all. There's two matches. There's two titles where we can <laughs> where we can assume that you know Bianca will be one champion and Ronda will be the other. Yeah, barely slots in him either. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Either as face or heel, like yeah, you say. That's it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Um, you mentioned the uh, you know big stadium show. We presumed a bit matches. No Randy Orton, of course. Hence why we presumably have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns eleven or whatever this bloody hell is. Yeah. In terms of other big matches, we pitched on the road to SummerSlam prior to Money in the Bank. One thing we assumed was was John Cena versus Theory. Whether that was the U.S. title or not, we don't no, know. We'll yeah. talk a little bit more about Theory in a second. Mm. But do you see Cena work in this show? Potentially even against your boy Gunther. Well, he's a very handsome man.
3: You know, I. I think, that's, I think it was you that first suggested that to me, and I think it's the best pitch I've heard for John Cena. Um, I wasn't mad into the theory idea, but it felt very much like WWE doing WWE things. We've got a guy, we want to get him over. We can oh, we can just deploy our biggest star to <laughs> lay down for him and maybe try and give him a big stadium epic in the process. That's an ideal situation they've found themselves in, isn't it? But obviously that it's not what they've chosen to do. They've thought, well, the briefcase can do that instead of John Cena, and off theory goes with that. So yeah, John Cena versus Gunther, if they want to, they can line up quite easily. Um, I'm not going to steal your pitch here. I'm putting you all the way over for this. You were the one to note that John Cena's, the only title that John Cena hasn't won was the Intercontinental title, currently held by Gunther. WWE have leaned all the way in to this time-honored thing that they do with foreign wrestlers, which is make them hate America no matter where they come from. The last one we had was Rusev. It was super successful in its original form. The current one is Gunther. He's the Intercontinental Champion. He's taking on anybody and everybody, and he's doing it with that, you know, all that sort of thing. Cena can lean into that as a baby face. He can fight for the good of the title, for the good of America. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. John Adams. Who'd he ever beat? And, and the flag <laughs> itself. And, uh, and then he can lose. And what a moment that will be for again for s- uh, someone that they see on the ascendancy at the moment in Gunther, what it will be for the uh, for the prestige of the Intercontinental... I'm going to bring it back to the days of Mr. <laughs> Perfect and Shawn Michaels and Bret the Heart. just for one night mm. they can pretend that all of this
2: functions like it used to. I just think that as a Cena match works so much better than the theory one because, like like yeah. said, Andy, you just know if it's Theory versus Cena, there's no way Cena is winning, winning considering what they've got planned for for Theory going forward. But with Gunther. Like you say, you've got the spectre of Cena destroying Rusev at WrestleMania all those years ago Mm. for the good of America and probably on several occasions after that (laughs) WrestleMania. But also, yeah, the IC title, Grand Slam gimmick of all that would make people think, oh, God, are they going to give him this win and give him this title just so they can, you know, tick another box and fill in another bit on Cena's Wikipedia? I think, obviously, Gunther will still retain, but it's that, that little bit of... Worry that makes it all the more interesting.
4: Yeah, it does. It does. It, it it sows the seeds of doubts as you've as you've put there. The the theory match would have been a relatively straightforward to put the young guy over. I do think they will get to that match eventually, and it was quite heavily rumored before Cena's anniversary appearance, and he just seemed to. Nope, the poor lad, mm. uh, b- before moving on. But um, I'm dubious about John Cena at this at this show. I think that if he was going to work it, they would have announced him by now and tried to sell some more tickets. Granted. Um, because he's the, as demonstrated by his TV appearance the other week, he's the biggest needle mover in the company, so... Um, the ticket sales were, like, in the mid-3000s before he was announced. They announced him, suddenly it's doubled, pretty much. So I think they would have probably put him on the lineup by now if they were going to do it. But if they are going to use him, uh, use use him to put a new guy over, use him to put Gunther over. They've presented Gunfer well so far on SmackDown. I like the little gimmick with Ludwig Kaiser as his mouthpiece and all that stuff. I'd like to see him wrestle every now and then because he's very good. Um, but he he's doing a sterling job across the board and...
3: Yes, these are, these are good ideas. Mm. He's doing what they want. That's what's been reported, isn't it? Like, apparently, like, Vincent Mann and all the various other people are high on him. And you can sort of see why that is. They like people to come in and just pretty much say yes to everything. Can you lose a bunch of weight and become a guy that we would typically promote? Yes. Will you change your name from something iconic to something that sounds a little bit sillier by comparison? Yes. You know your terrifying, like, black aesthetic and black tights? Yeah. Bright red? Yes. Like he's just sort of <laughs> done it all and he's been rewarded in kind. So it seems like a mutually beneficial relationship in that regard to give him John C. Like that's a sort of, thanks for all this. You can have our top guys for the night, you know? He's playing the game. Yeah. Uh,
2: in terms of long-term storytelling, we obviously have the uh, the storied history of Pat McAfee and, and <laughs> Corbin. Corbin, yep. the time they spent together in the NFL. Baltimore uh, bastards. We've also got uh, Theory versus uh, Bobby Lashley for the US title. And as I mentioned, uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, last man standing. Two-part question here, Andy, as we wrap up. <laughs> Who wins that match and does Theory cash in at the end of this show?
4: Uh, Roman Reigns and no. There you go. That's my analysis. Um, no, nah, I think it's a, it's... It, this match seems to me, and this is the boring side of everything. This seems to me like, a, hey, look at these giant names in this giant headlining spot. We've positioned them together, um, and this—that's the eye roll type reaction that this match announce, announcement was met with. It's rather than the product of like really interesting creative. It's like big names. Big stadium, big ticket sales. So to me, it seems like a pretty straightforward scalp for Roman. Um, you know, Randy Orton went down injured, and there was talk of him potentially facing facing Roman. When when that happened, there, there aren't many names comparable to Randy Orton on your existing roster. Hey, Brock, you fancy coming home from your latest hunting trip and <laughs> and doing the match? Uh, I I love Brock Lesnar, so I'm not as you know, annoyed about it as a lot of people understandably were, but it seems like a relatively straightforward loss on the route to uh Drew McIntyre in Wales at, at Clash at the Castle. Um, I don't think theory will will cash in just yet. Um, I think they need to get that brother a little more over before mm-hmm. we get to that point because right now it's not uh, reactions aren't too loud,
3: yeah. I'd, I... I kind of agree. If if not a cash-in, I think the most you'll get out of theory will possibly be a tease. Yeah. Like, he might say it during the show that, well, I'll certainly be keeping an eye on it. Or he might sell the impact of both them being laid out once. Because it's Last Man Standing, right? So somebody's got to lay out for 10, and they're going to want to protect whoever loses by the other person getting up at about 8 and then probably collapsing yet again. So you could well do the visual of theory walking out and sort of stood over the top of the two of them, Mm. maybe when they're both, like as Seth Rollins did, the heist of the century, where he's got that moment where he could potentially turn this into a triple threat, and then a babyface runs out and chases Theory off into the crowd. Drew? Drew, perhaps, Mm -hmm. because he'd rather have the match he's kind of set for himself against Roman or a WrestleMania rematch Mm -hmm. with Brock. In his mind, it's not just about the title, it's about this big main event in his home country, of Wales that's where you're from isn't it Murray Wales right <laughs> like there in, in Drew's home it's country it's all the same to them <laughs> I will like, cut you <laughs> <laughs> like in his mind that's that match either against Roman or Brock is as big as the belt it's yeah. all about prestige and all about status I, like i I'm like I'm like WWE booking this match themselves when it comes to this. I'm Ian Beale. I've got nothing left <laughs> when it comes to trying to summon some enthusiasm for this match. But I think that moment, that scene of Theory possibly trying to wreck it, especially because he's this little sinewy guy compared to the two of them. I don't know. Theory looks incredible, but next to those two mm-hmm. monsters. He's sort of a perfect spoiler for all of this. Yes. So I actually think that could make for a pretty cool moment in the building. And cash-ins tend to as well. The very idea of a cash brings the crowd to its feet. So that might actually generate some heat in that match that otherwise... I mean, I've heard rumours they're considering doing a spear through the barricade, but I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> um, so unless you get, you know, a spot like that with a cash-in or something, uh, is there anything unpredictable otherwise they no. can put into no. another Roman Brock match? That might, I might just season it a little bit. Roman Reigns to retain then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just quickly, very quickly, just to give us your quick pitch for uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens in a uh, gauntlet match against Elias Elrod and Ezekiel. Not my problem to figure out how you do it, but <laughs> make it so use Hollywood magic or some I don't know it rolls under the ring and tears the beard off they've had two doinks you can have three Elias yeah there you go well let us know your thoughts
2: on that and what you think needs to happen at SummerSlam in the comment section below or, or on Twitter at WhatCultureWW where you can follow all three of us you can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit you can follow
4: Andy Murray at, at Andy H. Murray the H stands for hey hey baby <laughs> kill me you can
2: follow me on Twitter <laughs> Adam, we'll follow us all at WhatCulture WWE. But for now, my thanks to Andy, to Michael. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing.